FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome in, folks, to another episode of the Believe in FCS Football Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by my former teammate, former roommate at the University of Rhode Island, Mr. Sean Anderson. Sean's a little bit tired today. Sean, how are you doing? The listeners don't need to know everything, Joe, (laughs) because I was fully prepared to come on the show. We're going to record. We're going to talk FCS football. That's all I had intentions on. I wasn't going to come on here and do a, I'm going to talk slow bits, and this is what they need to do to win. No, I was going to bring energy. But whenever you point out that if you point out that I, I'm tired, which I'm doing okay, uh, then the listeners are going to be like, man, Sean really did sound tired. He was not on his A game uh, on this Thursday well, episode. Well, last episode, we had multiple listeners uh, dm and also tag us and be like you guys good something because we were too normal with the open it it was too like odd that it was normal so i have to i have to give a a clear warning that you're you're tired you don't (laughs) that's not what what partners checking up on you i'm just checking up on you man let me check up on you that's what we do we did a check-in before the show (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when when the recording light is on, that means no more checkup. It's time to go. The whole show is forty minutes of checkup, so don't act like that's not what I we don't talk know if about. It's be forty minutes today. Uh, to, today, <laughs> today we're talking about two ranked games that we have this weekend. Uh, we're going to be talking about Missouri State, North Dakota State, which is an underrated game. I think is is really in our eyes the game of the week. This is a a, a game where Missouri State, if they play well, they could possibly shock North Dakota State. I don't think there's as much of a disparity as we think, but it could just be another one of those days where the Bison just completely waltz past them. We're also going to touch on the Rhode Island Villanova game, more so talking implications and the importance of this game um, because of what happened last week with the airplane and then them losing to, to Towson. This really impacts things for the outlook of the season for Villanova and for Rhode Island as both teams want to put themselves in that position to win the conference. Sean, before we get to those games of the week, can you Joe? Do you uh, have the uh, Do you have the read? Do you not have the read? No, no. You, you, do you have the read? I don't have the read. I asked oh, well, I do, and the read is for Bet Online. Joseph, while I am talking about our uh, fantastic sponsor, why don't you go and put our two uwu games of the week into FC estimates? As I see that they are not currently in there, so we can both be productive uh. within this next <laughs> minute. Everybody. Gambling is a ton of fun. Oh, boy, did I have a ton of fun this last weekend gambling on football. And the best part is we got how many more weeks is six, seven. We got 11 more weeks of it, 12 more weeks of it. Regardless, it's going to keep on. Then we have playoffs and then we got the MLB postseason that's happening now. NBA just started up last night. Everyone's losing their minds about Russell Westbrook starting with a not stellar stat line in their first game ever. Ugh. Uh, shut up. He's going to be fine. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And if I were to take a bet on the amount of triple doubles that he would have this year, no matter the number, I would take the over. And you can do that now at uh, betonline.ag. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, 
baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, last night I had to listen to my what friend. Do we, who, what do we say about the, Jonathan? Uh, I had to listen to my doesn't fly friend. here. <laughs> Everyone now tag Sean as Jonathan. No, um, don't. I had to listen to my my one of my friends last night uh, talk for like twenty minutes, and he doesn't know anything about sports. He talked he talked at me about arbitrage betting, which I don't know if you know what that is or not, but uh, he managed to make it sound very very boring uh don't do that it sounds like a waste of everybody's time do you, do you know what that is i don't because i like just betting on on real things like uh football and basketball and baseball i don't online. i don't know if i should talk about this immediately after a bet online read but the concept of it is you you make an account with two different books and then you you pick the opposite pick on either book so you don't lose any money that's the that's the concept of it there's a bunch of math that goes into it too, apparently, but I didn't I didn't understand that. That goes over my head. Sounds good, Joe. Joe, do you want to lead us into our UU games of the week? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take uh, my game down for a moment. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Might have a visitor, but I will be uh I'll be I'll be listening. A visitor? What are you talking about? The door behind me has opened, so I'm going to tear my game We're not down doing this. and We're address doing this. this. We're not doing this oh, yeah. again. Hold no, you, again. you're gonna you're gonna do it while I sit here and watch. So, go, tell him to leave. go tell him to leave. What's up, buddy? We're uh, recording now, live. Yeah. Can you? We're doing that's, a show, man. We, Did, <laughs> holy shit! Holy yes, shit! Yes, he can see you. Get out of the room. Yes, please. <laughs> Get out of the room. You definitely need right now. I okay. Can I get to you in twenty minutes? I need. I can't believe that this is happening. Doing the recording. The absolute lack of respect. Thanks, buddy. I'll uh, I'll see you soon. What was that about? What did he need? No, it's nothing. Okay. What for anyone listening in audio? We're sorry. Uh, The video is pretty funny. It's. (laughs) What was that? Do I get any explanation? There's none to give. He just wanted to bother you, or does he actually need something? No, he just wanted to bother me. Okay, so that was uh, that was our our obnoxious, terrible open uh, for anyone that was waiting. For if it. you were looking for more energy in the open or something completely off the rails, uh, you got it. <laughs> Complete show interruption. And Joe, credit to you. I tried to weasel my way out. You didn't let me. No, That's what you should have no. done. No, because you're on video now, so we can see what you're doing. Uh, l- let's get into talking about these two games, Sean. And as I was saying that this Missouri State-North Dakota State game uh, is super underrated for playoff implications, for uh, continued success throughout the end of the year, the potential to, to win the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Both of these teams need to come out with a victory for you know in, in any big matchup. That's what you want to see. But Missouri State, they were having a really good start to their year. They end up losing that one game um, to. I'm. We were just talking about it. I'm completely blanking. Who the hell did they lose to? Holy crap! Was it Illinois? No, it was Youngstown State. There we go. They lost their one game to Youngstown State. Man, it's a rough day here. That kind of derailed things for me in, in terms of considering them to be like a top ten potential team and as good as they were last year. But here we are. They're in a, in a perfect situation to bounce back, reclaim their dominance. And as we know, any team can win right now. We're still not 100% sure how these teams really stack up as we saw some uh, 
some obnoxious or not obnoxious, some crazy upsets and, and outcomes that we weren't really expecting, particularly the EWU Montana game. Um, Sean, what are your thoughts on this game, though? Sorry, I got completely distracted. There were just a whole bunch of balloons outside of my window. <laughs> yeah, well, what? <laughs> just go. Are, are you living by a carnival now, Joseph? I, both of us apparently cannot be distraction free. Go. <laughs> the um, North Dakota State has sneakily been three and zero in conference and six and zero overall, and maybe because they're not beating teams by eighty, uh, we aren't you know falling all over ourselves, or maybe it's because they didn't win the national championship last year. Uh, we're not falling all over ourselves. Maybe it's Southern Illinois being number one in the Missouri Valley right now. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't feel necessarily like North Dakota State has the same juice that they do, even though they're sitting at number two. Are you laughing at the balloons, Joe? No, someone just made the most loud slamming noise that I could have possibly just, I almost crapped my pants. Anyone probably could have could have seen that. Uh, well, if the, you crap in, your pants the on the show, that's good for us. Um. Okay. Sorry. Continue. I was hundred percent listening to what you're saying until I heard a loud smack. Go ahead. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, South, South Dakota also very sneaky, not South Dakota state, uh, who is sitting at fifth right now. South Dakota five and two overall three and one in conference. It's a big win for them. It's knotted up it is five-year-old trying to tie his shoes knotted up you don't know if he's going the, the bunny's going in the hole around the tree you don't know what's going now he's got a square knot now he's you know now he's do, uh, rigging up a buoy you know you don't know what kind of knot it is but that's what this missouri valley conference is we thought we were going to get more clarity this last this last week i believe last week last week we were uh previewing it saying wow this next week's huge for everything we're going to figure out where everyone stands same deal Everyone's just still kind of waiting to see who's going to make the break for it. And Missouri State wins this week. If they do, they might be making the break because they're sitting at five and two overall. North Dakota State still sitting at six wins and then one loss. That's a massive win within the conference, though. And they both be North Dakota State would take over at three and one. Missouri State four and one would surpass them. I would have to assume. I know it's the no, they would technically surpass them mathematically. So mm -hmm. it, it would it would elevate Missouri State so greatly, even though I don't think any of the other guy, uh, teams behind are going to make that big push at the back of the pack or middle of the pack. Missouri State's really that team. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know South Dakota State, though, a uh, very strong program, but they're not, they don't look right now like they're going to make a run that Missouri State could make. Right. But this game, as you're talking about, a ton of importance for it. North Dakota State has, has not necessarily been tested, and I think this is probably their, their first like real ranked test for them to legitimately prove themselves. That North Dakota game didn't really live up to the hype that I think a lot of people were putting behind it. But some of the things that you, you take a look at, we, we talk so much about Eric Berrier and what he does for that offense and all the, the touchdowns and all that stuff and how he is the, the reason why that team excels. I, I think that we don't talk enough about Quincy Patterson, who's not lighting the world on fire with his statistics. He's only got 11 total touchdowns on the year. He's rushing and leading the team in rushing with 366 rushing yards while also still passing for 736. This guy very clearly is not Trey Lance. He's not Trey Lance, but he is controlling and leading this North Dakota State team along the same trajectory that Trey Lance was, where he's the reason why this offense moves. Is he If he has a good day, if he can extend plays with his legs, if he can pick up plays on the ground and lead his team in rushing, that is what has led to success and then allows him to lean on a really, really talented defense that has been completely uh 
dominating some of their opponents so far this year. The one thing, though, Sean, that caught my eye just looking at statistics, and I know that statistics aren't everything, this Missouri State team is allowing 134 rush yards per game. That's not a very good total to be averaging over 130 rush yards per game going against a team that is really good at running the football with a quarterback who is really good at running the football. So that matchup to me is a pretty clear indicator that North Dakota State could have a really easy time running the football in this one. They're being so efficient and somehow it doesn't, it's not being reflected with monster numbers through Mm -hmm. uh, six games. But And you're like, why? Why are they winning so many games? It's the efficiency of how they're moving the ball. They're spreading it out, and they are just smoothly operating, whereas it used to be explosion play, explosions play, uh, st- big stiff arm, big truck, uh, explosion play. This this year, it's just just keep on wearing them down. Keep on wearing them down. We're going to win the game. We're going to win the game. We're going to win the game. That's all it is, and that's all they're doing is winning. No one. We're not saying anybody on that team is a Walter Payton Award favorite or you know, Dick Buckus favorite, whatever. It's just winning, and that's not you, something you can complain about, but you're watching them. You're like, man, are they are they human now? And they might be, but their efficiency is so strong that you can't put it past them. You can't go in thinking, oh, we're the favorites because they don't have a 1,000 yards by now. Yeah, and, and the one, I think, redeeming factor for what has been so underrated for this Missouri State team so far is their starting quarterback, Jason Shelley, who 1,600 passing yards, 13 touchdowns, not in the same aspect, I think, that, that Quincy Patterson is, is pushing this offense ahead, but he has been super successful so far this year. Just for some context to throw this out there, I also would like to emphasize how this, this Bison team is on a trajectory to be probably the most dominant defensive team in the country, if not top three dominant defensive team in the country. They're only allowing 71 rush yards per game and 155 passing yards. Those are totals that will completely take your offense out of the equation if you're not on schedule and you're not playing up to the the uh, playing up to your game plan and up to the capability that you usually do. I, it's going to be a a tough task, no matter how much that Missouri State has surprised us this year. We know who the favorite is. We know who is going to have the odds in their favor. There and there's no question about it. it it's going to be North Dakota State's game to lose. I would say. Yeah, that, that I think is the perfect way to put it. There's no reason why the Bison... I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, but there's no reason why the Bison shouldn't have the highest probability to win this football game. As you said, if they start making mistakes, if they turn the football over, dumb penalties, that's how you keep a team like Missouri State in the football game, and they have a quality quarterback in Jason Shelley that can make those late plays in a game and really keep you afloat uh, in, in, in difficult circumstances. So, Sean, we have got our alma mater playing this weekend against Villanova. And before they have the, the debacle and the, the nonsense with the airplane and, and all that crap that happened against Towson, we were talking about how if both these teams came in undefeated in CAA play, the importance that it would have on the standings at the end of the season, that importance is still there. What this, I don't know how the math is going to factor out, but if, if Rhode Island could come out with a victory in this one, that helps make up for that that really bad loss that they had against Towson to some extent. It puts JMU back into the conversation, which really does not help Rhode Island. But this game here is going to be super important for the landscape of the CAA. Those middle-tier teams, the Delawares, the Elon, William & Mary, and UNH, 
they've been beating up on each other, Stony Brook too, and, and, where they're all going to be around 500. But it seems like the top three teams right now are JMU, Villanova, and Rhode Island. So this game really is going to impact if all three teams make the playoff, if all, all three teams have the resume to make the playoff, it is going to be super, super crucial for the CAA. It's, it's game of the year for Rhode Island, and it's game of the year for Villanova. Because someone's going to be in third place for the rest of the season after this. That's how it's going to be. And then you're talking about, oh, can we squeak into the playoffs? Oh, can we afford another loss? And you're just looking down the barrel like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And Saturday is just creeping here. It's not It's not like some weeks you, you flash forward and you're like, man, it's Saturday already. Rhode Island's playing again? Okay, they're, they're playing again. Now it's like, okay. Wednesday practice. We know how this is. Wednesday practice needs to be good because then Thursday practice needs to be good. And then we can get to Friday and then we have Saturday. That's how it, that's how it is. That's how the mindset is. Tuesday practices are Tuesday practices. They're, they're, they can be a little sloppy, uh, but you understand that it's ne- necessary. Wednesday, you're really getting your game plan in. That's when you're doing everything you need to do. And it needed to be good today for both teams. Uh, Villanova, tough task on their hand because Rhode Island, Always fights them very hard. Very, I, I, I don't know. Was it senior year? Villanova definitely uh, got a big win. Yeah, that was the Daniel Smith year. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was tough. He, but, he jumped on the stage, kind of thing. Yeah, but we have a Daniel Smith, or, or we, pardon me, Rhode Island has a Daniel Smith of their own in Kasim Hill, who has just been right playing fantastic, and that's what they need. They really need him to step up. And Villanova, conversely, Daniel Smith to do what Daniel Smith does. Mm-hmm. take advantage of the corners, find your receivers on the out routes. Yeah, they have the offensive weapons to really open this game up in their favor. I, I will say, I-, I think that if you look at how this team matches up, you see a-, a Rhode Island team with a stellar defense that had a rough week last week because they were on the field so much because the offense could not move the ball against Towson. Going up against a high-powered Villanova offense and a decent defense that they have behind it. This this is, I think, going to be a close game. It is going to be super, super important as we've talked about. But the thing that ultimately I think is going to be a, a major factor is Daniel Smith and Justin Covington. How those two, two dudes play together. If you can bottle, you have to really bottle both of them up. Right. If you bottle up Smith and they're just handing the ball off all day, Covington's going to have a strong day and that can kill you. He rushes for 150 yards. That's going to be super important. You know what? I know they're preaching it for, for facing Covington. You can't arm tackle this dude. Mm. He's both too shifty and too strong. And he's got such great control of his legs and his hips that if you come at him with the arms, he is going to be able to slip out of that easily. So it has to be form tackles across the field against Villanova. Villanova has a lot of speedy guys. That is, that's, that is what it is. I know Rhode Island has revamped their defensive backfield for speed uh, for sure. Uh, but if you can't set the tone for Rhode Island uh, by trying to get uh, Justin Covington some real hard hits, good tackles early in the game, it's going to be a long game. He's a really good back. And I know they know that. We know that. The nation knows that. He's a very, very strong back and very smart with his vision as well. Mm-hmm. It could be a long day. Now, we're going to try to be as non-homerish as we can. We hope it's not, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's hard not to be, uh, as we've been very homerish on this show. Sean, let's get to picking in, in some games here uh, for FC Estimates. So uh, as we... Oh, I, I need to correct that. My math. I forgot to write that down. 
John, we last week, uh, you, we had actually multiple weeks in a row. We've had this conversation of like, if I stay the same and, and you have the same total as me, you're going to catch up. So this week, uh, coincidentally, I had to go for eight for 10. You go six for 10. So congratulations on that one. I faded you multiple times and it worked out in my favor. I am up <laughs> to bless you. Holy crap. Is it allergy Sorry, season? I'm, I'm allergic to hearing some nonsense and, and uh, math shaving and, and fixing my picks a week later. Go count them. Go count them. It's the, I, I literally, the only difference is that I copy and paste last week's picks, including the percentages. And it wrote mm. seven out of 10. That was last week's total. I had to fix it to six out of 10. Your percentage I remember I had change. to explain betting to you for an hour. That wasn't what that was. We're not. We're not gonna. Re, we're not gonna open up that old wound. We're not gonna do it. The that was a frustrating conversation. It was a frustrating look, conversation. Look, Joseph, I was down bad. Look, I'm happy that you did well. I am. Don't don't do this. Don't. Do I'm this happy bit. for don't you. Don't do this bit. It's uh, it's corny. Stop. But you're gonna fall. You're gonna fall you've, again, you've and you're gonna that. fall worse. You've said that every single week. You've said that every single week, so I, I don't think that we need to uh, we need to you know keep doing this, keep playing this game. There's Sean, no game. There's a game. No, there's, there's no game. Wait, what do you mean there You're is? You're gonna there fall. A game. We're do we're literally playing a game, picking games. What You're you literally no, yeah. You're talking like there's some mind game or something like that. No, you're literally gonna fall and you're gonna collapse and crumble. And then when it's week ten and we're looking at the scores and I have a better percentage and a higher number of uh, correct picks, you're gonna be like, where did I go wrong? And that's when you said it wasn't a game. All right, let's let's pick these games. Current. Uh, at percentages that we're at right now 76% for me, 55 for 72, 48 for 72 for Sean at 67%. All right, Sean, let's rip through these bad boys. Love to. Harvard versus Princeton. Why do we even do the Ivy? Uh, Princeton. We got to pick what that's a that's a big game. That's a big game. We have to pick this one. And also, you've put in Ivy League games before, so don't. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Look at uh, him picking the games that he knows I'm he thinks he really knows. Picking the Alabama of the Ivy League. Give me Harvard to win this one. I'm fading my uh, my state school, Bad my accent. state Ivy League school. Lehigh Fordham. What do you mean your state school? You're Princeton's not from... in New Jersey. Oh, fading, fading, fading. Pardon. Yeah, fading. Is Princeton in New Jersey? Oh my god. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Pick a better state. It's Lehigh Fordham. Jason Garrett. That's where Jason Garrett played. Pick a better reference Le- person. Lehigh Fordham. Fordham. Uh give me Fordham. Chattanooga Samford. I'll take the chat. Yeah, Chattanooga. I didn't even know this. Uh I don't know how we missed it, but they beat Eastern East Tennessee State University. They beat ETSU, which I didn't know. Give me Chattanooga. UNH Elon. Uh, Elon. I wanted to take UNH, but my gut would not let me do it. You probably hear it from uh, uh, from Tyler Cheek. Uh, I'm going sure to take Elon. ETSU Furman. ETSU. Furman is... They're rushing okay, but they're not, they're not all there. Give me, uh, give me ETSU also. Jacksonville State, Sam Houston. I think this is a neutral site game. Sam Houston State. Jacksonville State will make it closer than expected, though. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, the... The walk-on radio boys at Sam Houston. JMU Delaware. God, how disappointing has Delaware been the last two weeks? Well, they're dealing with injuries, and they just completely fell off the trajectory that I think everyone anticipated. Good defense, but 
their quarterback situation's messed up. Yeah, I'll take JMU. I'm going to take JMU to Weber State Eastern Washington University. If people are wondering when Eric Berrier is going to fall off, it's not this game. Eastern Washington <laughs> wins. I was kind of trying to rationalize that. I'm like, if they held Montana State to 13 points, is there any chance that they keep them no, under 30? No, no. Their offense is not. Even if Iwu only scores 28 points, their offense is not going to score uh, enough to, to, to keep up with them. Rhode Island Villanova. And this clown over here does the, the this this. Go ahead, just do it. The Anderson Jinx has not taken place that much this season. I'm hoping it does this week. I am picking Villanova. I think I've been actually pretty accurate when I've picked Rhode Island so far this year. So give me the boys, give me the Rams, give me the Rhodey Rams, Rhodey Rhodey Rhodey, North Dakota State, Missouri State. Uh, North Dakota State. Even though Missouri State winning would be a ton of fun and chaos, mm. North Dakota State's going to win pretty handily. I'm going to take the the Bison to uh, catch this dub. All right, Sean, we got a question from the previous Hack of the Week winner. Uh, it's only justified that we answer this question uh, as he tagged us in it. And if you ever have a question you want us to answer on the show, just tag us. We'll answer the question probably on the, the second show of the week just because there's less stuff to cover in it so uh colin sutrick new england fan 12 tagged us and said at joe delio and at sanderson radio question for the pod with the news dropping today that the aac is likely to poach conference usa teams who are some possible fcs schools that could join the fbs and what conferences do you see them going to maybe you see conference usa poaching mac or sunbelt etc so there's a lot of things to unpack with this, and I think we've answered this question different time at different occasions where there was LIU, st- <laughs> LIU to the SEC, <laughs> Abilene Christian, uh, Big Ten. I don't know anything here. There's a there's a lot of layers that goes into this, Sean. So that I don't think that the Conference USA is going to poach any teams for the MAC or the Sun Belt. If we're just being realistic, yeah, why would Conference Conference USA is probably the worst. FBS conference. I don't think that's a hot take. It just is. They're close with the Sun Belt in terms of being that worst conference. A lot of those teams that were mentioned, I believe like Marshall is one of them. North Texas is one of them. There's some good teams that are leaving to go to the American. You have to consider a couple of circumstances here, though, for teams to make the move up. They need to want to go to a good situation. They don't want to go to a bottom feeding conference to then be the bottom feeder of the FBS when they were previously the top dog. So that is going to come into play for a team like a North Dakota State and a James Madison. This Every time there's realignment, there are waves of schools that move up, and then there's waves of Division II schools that move up. It's just part of the natural flow of things. It's going to happen. But in this circumstance, the other thing that I think a lot of people don't take into account is the relationships that athletic directors have with the commissioners of these conferences. It's easy to just say and pencil in, oh, North Dakota State's going to, to move to the... Uh, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the, the Mountain West or yeah. to say that JMU is going to be a Conference USA team. If they are not on good terms or that the athletic director and the, and the commissioner are not really in a relationship where it could potentially happen, it's probably not going to really go through. There could be lesser, more mid-tier teams that have established connections with a conference that leads to things moving up. I don't really think North Dakota State or James Madison will be lining up to move to Conference USA. I just think that that's 
somewhat of a downgrade, if anything, considering the amount of money and resources that they get already for their programs. If they're going to want to move up, JMU is going to want a bigger conference to go to. Same thing with North Dakota State. It's definitely on their on their minds. And I, I think that the athletic director for North Dakota State even mentioned that there has not been any interest or, or reach out from the Mountain West, which would make much more sense for them to go there. Uh, you brought up a good point about the relationships uh, part of it because there's chancellors, there's boards, there, aside from just in every conference. Money and, and golf games going on. Tons of money. It's just, it's a nightmare. I mean, they're t- for all the FBS uh, realignments, it's just been, I've, I've listened to the press conferences and the guys sound exhausted. The, the, the what is it, the chairman of the SEC, you got the, the Bob Bull. Everybody just sounds exhausted thinking about this and having to work through it. And it's it's not it doesn't sound like a very fun process. So unless it's something that you can tell is going to be immediately rewarding or something you look down the line in five years and say, huh, if this happens and this happens, then this will be a really good move for us. Fine. But a lot of I think a lot of fans just want to see their team play better teams or new competition immediately if they feel like the conference is getting stale, whatever it may be. It's a nightmare to have to do this. Uh, and it, it's these teams, if if they were to be approached, they would have to take a long, hard look at the situation at hand. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that come in, but it, just to answer the question of schools that I think, not directly to Conference USA, but if anyone is going to move up, who makes the most sense? the two that immediately get thrust into the conversation are North Dakota State, James Madison, as we've highlighted. I could see a team like Villanova or Delaware maybe considering one of those options. Uh, A team like Sam Houston State, who's had some success recently and and might want to capitalize on that. I I don't know if necessarily a South Dakota State would really want to, to, to tackle that unless it was another situation where it was a big conference. Maybe like in Eastern Washington, would make some sense to going to one of these conferences. Maybe it's also about regionality as well, which is which is which is a bit tricky. Well, give it a couple of years. Maybe Jackson State makes uh, moves up. They uh, already Dion wants already, to do it. They've already got like fifty thousand people at the games. Yeah, yeah, you know, right? They're not too far off from that being a. a what other F- what other FCS teams are, are stacking in fifty thousand? Not a lot. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot. That's for sure. And that team's not really like that good. That it. <laughs> yeah, it'd take a little 50, bit. Thousand. Um, okay, so I think that that's it for today's show, Sean. Sean, do you got anything else? Uh, Sanderson Radio on Twitter. That is my handle. At Jody Leone on Twitter is his handle. Always go to uh, Believe.com. Uh, check out all their uh, other podcasts. There's a lot of great stuff out there. If you are a fan of any other team, uh, any other sport, and you're listening to this show, say you're like a say you're a Chargers fan. You know, you listen to the show. Maybe you're going to get some San Diego content, whatever. Chargers podcast on the network. Worth checking out. All teams all over the place. Great hosts. Uh, producers, eh, but the, the hosts, very, Screw very strong. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I'm just kidding, Joseph. No, no, you definitely believe.com if you're interested in listening to more uh, fun stuff with uh, analysis that could be stronger than what we have provided to you today. Uh, go ahead and check them out. A lot of great stuff up there and uh, continuously growing as well. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you later.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.